five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, 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 one. We have ignition. Strap in. You're listening to WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. God Stories Radio, a podcast to hear your soul, bringing you hope and comfort through the power of Christian testimony. God Stories Radio, a podcast to hear your soul is coming on. And welcome, everyone, to God Stories Radio. This is session 94. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina, not Trish. Uh, <laughs> Trish is sick yet again. Yes, Trish. She said she's been in bed for a few days, not even able to move because of some allergy be- stuff beating her down. Oh, boy. Well, our hearts are with you, Trish. Yes. I know. She's really been been going through it, man. She's been under attack, you know, with mm-hmm. all of Caitlin's stuff and... And she's got a party coming up for her and not feeling good. Man. And, you know, just... all the stuff that's going on in her life with the, the lawyering and and uh, they're going to a church as a husband and wife. And so Satan's not going to let that just slide by. Well, you got that right. Yeah, everyone should keep her in, her, in their prayers. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we got some shout outs tonight. Um we got some Facebook likes. We have uh, Jennifer Clark. Thank you for liking us. We have Anna Burrell. Thank you, Anna. And we have Raymond Panyana. I hope I said that right, Raymond. Uh, thank you for thank liking you for us. liking us on Facebook. Thank you thank for listening. You. And we have uh, three uh, different countries in the running now. We have India. Thank you, India. We have Malaysia. And welcome, Switzerland. Yes, thank Woo-hoo. you for listening out there. Yes, thank you so in much, those guys. those countries. Thank you for letting us know that you listen and you're praying for us, and um, we just appreciate it. So, uh, Mikey, what's going on over there? Um, <laughs> just um, waiting for Father to make a move. I've uh, been told to, again, be still. The last one I was given is, I will wait for him. So... Uh, for the past two weeks, I end up saying it when some certain thought comes into mind. I just, I will wait for him. Amen. So that's what I'm going to do. It's the hardest verse in the Bible. <laughs> Other than patience, perseverance, long-suffering. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, be still. Wow. So, well, I have been looking forward to our guest ever since Trish uh, told us about him. And uh, we've read some of his bio, but I'll let you uh, introduce him. Okay. Uh, Roger, he was uh, raised in Miami, Florida, right here in good old Florida. The U. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. It's all about the U. And um, he is a uh, database analyst and project manager for a company in Daytona Beach. And he also has been a mobile DJ business owner for 15 years. Taylor oh, Tunes. awesome. An electronic musician who produces his own music and working on getting into the voiceover industry currently. Oh man, Roger, maybe we can help each other out. Yes, sir. I need sure. I need uh, <laughs> I need stingers in and out uh, things. You know that are you know that we don't have to pay royalties on. Then we're home okay. with a shameless plug here at God Stories Radio, yeah, so really. we don't mind telling awesome. people who who does the music. And I'll certainly help you with the voiceover part. 
that sounds great. <laughs> we can do it to it, buddy. So anyway, yeah. yes, so we have Roger Taylor. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Welcome, Roger. Roger. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for inviting me. I was glad to connect with uh, Trish through, uh, actually through voiceover uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, she's joined a group that I've actually formed not too long ago uh, with another individual, and uh, we were we were blessed to connect with each other, and she had asked me to come on board, so That's I appreciate wonderful. it. wonderful. Is that group on Facebook? Because uh, I'd like to join. Y- yes, it is. It's called uh, Flavor, which is uh, Florida voiceover. Uh, I'm sorry, Florida. I can't spell tonight. It's uh, Florida area voiceover <laughs> resources. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, we can uh, we can talk more about that offline. I'm just I'm just excited. Well, I'm going to give you the Absolutely. floor, Roger, and I'm going to be quiet if I can. <laughs> uh, so as far as my testimony, uh, as you had mentioned, I did grow up in Miami. Um, I did grow up with a I grew up with a loving family. Uh, my parents were together. Uh, pretty much the whole time that I was living at home. Uh, unfortunately, they split up after I after I left uh, college. But actually, for as long as I can remember, um, I always went to church. And I attended uh, Sunday school and youth group and uh, the usual things as you're growing up. And uh, But then the other thing was I actually attended a, a private Christian school. And unusually enough, I, I don't think I've met too many people that have had this experience, but I attended there from kindergarten all the way through graduation from the exact same school. So uh, it was a private school called Westminster Christian down there in Miami. Um, and as I said, I did go to Sunday school and youth group um, and had Bible classes and chapel at school. And while I had always been aware of God and Jesus, I, I didn't really listen to those messages. It kind of went in one one ear and out the other. Um, I was you know, aware of it, and I thought it was part of my life, but it didn't really resonate with me. Um, and it really wasn't until my middle school years, um, and I kind of had some, I don't know, conflicts in myself. Uh, maybe it's as you're getting older, you start to become aware of a lot of things. I had a lot of anxiety about a lot of different things. Um, and it was during the summer of 1980, and uh, my youth youth group went to a place called Teen Valley up in North Carolina and uh, it was there through one of the it was one of the counselors that actually was uh, my counselor for my particular room and uh, I, I wish I could remember the guy's name I, I would love to go back and and thank him um, obviously one day I will but uh, but um, it was actually through him that I was brought face to face you know with my sin and my separation from God um, and the need, you know, for Christ and the free gift of salvation. Um, And I actually had one of those emotional conversion experiences and I was kind of, you know, weeping and it was one of those, I think it was like one of the last nights and uh, it was one of those kind of very emotional experience. Um, And I do remember coming back and my mother um, noticed kind of a difference in me. Um, she was a teacher actually at the school, and of course we all went to church together. But there wasn't a lot of demonstrative, a lot of uh, what being demonstrative about faith and stuff. I mean, we prayed, you know, before dinner and meals and things like that. But there wasn't a whole lot of talk about that. 
but my mom taught Bible and stuff, and she tried to share some of that with me or my brother. Um, but uh, I remember one time she walked in, I guess it was a couple weeks after being there, and she, she found me reading the Bible, and um, she kind of was like, great, you know, and I told her about my experience, and, um, and I would like to say that's where it ended, and everything was great from then on. <laughs> But uh, I can readily identify with the prodigal son uh, because really over the next few years, uh, the latter part of my middle school years and then into my high school years, um, because of my mom being a teacher there, unfortunately, even at a Christian school, I was being, uh, I was kind of picked on. You know, kids would harass me uh, because of my mother. They didn't like my mother as a teacher. Um, They would you know just be kind of ugly unfortunately and I didn't really have a real good spiritual I didn't have a spiritual mentor back then um looking back I don't know if it was just my church or maybe it was the time I know nowadays at our church we really try to uh push push someone to to disciple and you know help to to uh shepherd somebody along but um I didn't know about that so I kind of even though I was still in those surroundings of a Christian school and a church and everything, I didn't really have someone to guide me along. And really, I kind of began to drift uh, from my faith. Not really, wasn't becoming an atheist, but I really wasn't, I wasn't living as a Christian. Um, and it just kind of started to sort of slide. Um, I went to college and pretty much lived for myself then. Uh, I attended Furman University, and I I just kind of uh, did my own thing. I lived a very world, worldly life um, and chased what I thought was what I needed to be doing. And um, and then even after graduation, and a um, couple years after I graduated, I was living in Tampa, down in Tampa, Florida. And uh, it was there that I, I ended up meeting my future wife, um, we had known each other through some friends, but um, one time we, we we fell for each other um, very quickly, um, moved very quickly, if, if you know what I mean, um, pretty much almost living together, uh, really. Yeah, none and, of us um, know what you mean there, Roger. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, yeah, well, all right, yeah, exactly. So, You're in good company, yeah, we, brother. Uh, yeah, we moved very quickly. Uh, I mean, it was, like, very quick, and... Um, and so we got engaged pretty quick too. Um, I had just come off a long-term relationship with a prior prior woman and broke it off. And then I met Rebecca and then it was only like five or six months later we got engaged. It's really quick. I was, I felt very strongly about her. Um, but then it was, it was interesting because it was around that time when I started feeling those pangs of needing to return home. Um, my brother and his wife were very strong Christians and I would see his home and his family because he just had a young daughter at the time um, just kind of saw how harmonious their home life was and it was kind of through them and then through I had another good friend of mine uh, that actually I grew up with since uh, probably like late late uh late elementary uh, my friend David and uh, he was actually going to school at University of South Florida and he would talk to me a lot he was involved with the navigators and he would really kind of press me on things and you know I asked him a lot of questions um, but I just kept having these conflicts and I'm like 
okay, God, what do you want me to do? And um, my wife, or I should say my girlfriend at the time, and the fiance had been raised Catholic. And while she believed in God, she didn't really understand Jesus. Well, I mean, she did understand Jesus, but she didn't have that saving faith. Um, and I started talking to her about it, and she got scared, and she was like, oh, great. You know, you're going to leave me. Um, she she just thought I was going to term it for her. She said, you're going to become one of those Jesus freaks, you know, and leave or born again or whatever. Um, that was her, her words back then. And... Um, and I told her, I said, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I said, I'm conflicted. I, I went to a counselor. I I, uh, I was like praying, which I hadn't done in forever. Um, I started fearing the marriage because I, I thought we were going to be unequally yoked, which, you know, obviously had been taught a lot about, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I was younger. And I was kept thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have such a hard road. And this is going to be bad. And what if she doesn't come to faith? And like I said, I went to counseling, started praying about, and I was kind of conflicted up until probably about two or three months before we were supposed to get married. And you could imagine with the, uh, you know, the, um, the wedding announcements and all that kind of stuff going out. And then uh, finally, I just I just laid on the line with God and I said, "Listen, Lord," I said, "If if you want me to marry her, then just please give me a piece about it." Um, if that's what I'm meant to do. And sure enough, he did. Um, I felt completely at, at ease. I felt peace. I uh, really just knew, in fact, the day we got married, uh, we both were really emotional. And um, uh, we just really felt, wow, this we're supposed to be together. But as with anything, um, especially marriage, and since we didn't have that firm foundation, you know, we got married didn't have that real strong spiritual foundation um as with any marriage even even those that have a spiritual foundation we had uh got some difficulties the first couple years we fought um she would yell i would i would kind of withdraw into my cave and kind of go play video games or you know try to avoid it and she's very demonstrative and comes from a family like that so uh and then couple years later we had our first uh we had our first son our eldest son uh, we were living in colorado in denver and um right after we had him we both agreed we said well, well we need to start going to a church together and we tried several of them um most of them were catholic um and so we and we also got involved with the church uh, we ended up moving to tulsa um i think it was like a couple months after my son nelson was born and we got in, involved heavily with a Catholic, not heavily, but we got involved with the Catholic Church, uh, the lot of our neighbors went to. But we really didn't, we just went, it was just kind of, you did it, you know, we just kind of wrote, you know, you just felt like, okay, I gotta get out, gotta do it, but there was no, like, additional service to do anything like that. Um, and then in the year 1999, I had probably the most difficult year of my entire uh, 49 years I've been on this earth um that year i had probably almost most of the top 10 stressors that could happen in your life um i, I was laid off from the job that uh, had brought it to Tulsa. um they gave us they gave us a long time to find a new job but they basically had said that, you know at the end of like six months you know you need to have a new job or move on or you're not going to have one um my wife was pregnant with our our second son my younger son um, she was she was a stay-at-home mom 
so obviously we had a mortgage and all that. Um, I had to find another job and I actually found one uh, back here in Florida. Well, we decided to move back to be a little closer to family. Um, my wife's family is all in Clearwater, or most of them are in Clearwater, Tampa area. Uh, mine was still down in Miami. Uh, we had to sell a house, had to buy a new house, move. Um, I started a new job that was very difficult. Um, there was a long period of separation from my family because uh, when they moved down here, they were they were living with my my wife's family, and I was living up here in a rental, and uh, it was just a really stressful time. Um, that and the strain of kind of being the breadwinner for my family and having young kids, and um, that and just coupled with just old habits that I've carried carried along from my college years um, that really just kind of got me to a point where I, I was kind of in this desperation. I wasn't I wasn't in um, a good relationship with Christ. I mean, I knew he was there, but I wasn't like, I wasn't in the Word, I wasn't praying, I wasn't doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I, the next year, I think it was early 2000, I sunk into this really deep depression. And um, I can be, I'll, I'll be quite honest with that, I felt like I was in hell. Um, I just felt like I just couldn't get out of it. I mean, I was, I couldn't get out of bed, um, had a hard time interacting with Rebecca, my, my sons, young sons, uh, went to counseling and a psychiatrist. And um, uh, luckily I went to, a, I ended up going to a Christian counselor slash psychiatrist that decided that uh, after hearing all those stories, he said, well, I'm not surprised that you're going through all this. <laughs> and um, he, uh, he he told me I needed to take some medications, and I did. And uh, it wasn't an immediate thing, um, but I did start taking it, and, I, and things did start to improve. And, um, and I, I think I'd always sort of had a little bit of depression. It just probably got exacerbated by that difficult year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was around this time, um, we had started going to a church um, that a, a friend that my wife had made, um, actually in our neighborhood, uh, she had made friends with a, a young mom that had a couple kids, and similar in age to ours, and um, actually around this time, she had started going to uh, Mothers of Preschool program, MOPS, mm-hmm. at, our, uh, at the church that we're at now, Christ Community. And um, I think it was through, it was definitely through the MOPS program and then through this uh, friend of hers, Carrie, that um, she felt the conviction to come to Christ. And it wasn't because of me. Um, I think I, I had, there have been times I know I had secretly prayed or said something about it or maybe just kind of, I don't know, but it, it definitely wasn't due to anything I did. Um, but it was a kind of a secret answer to prayer. One night she came home from her seeing her friend Carrie, and she said, I, I got something to talk to you about. And I was like, oh, geez, what's, what's this going to be? I mean, I already had a crazy <laughs> year. And she said, well, I'm going to I'm gonna give my life to Christ. And I was just like, holy cow, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, I was so overjoyed. Uh, we both prayed together. I, I rededicated my life. Um, back to him. I mean, she knew that I knew all about that and um, had been had been a professing Christian or whatever you want to say, a relapsed one. But um, <laughs> So I came back and um, again, now I, as we well know, I mean, everything doesn't go smoothly. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, there's always bumps in the road, 
but I will say the before Christ in our lives and then after has been night and day. Um, having Christ in our lives and our families has greatly impacted um, our family life and our marriage um, and our roles as parents. Um, uh, we look back on our 21, we've been married, actually we've just celebrated 22 years uh, this past February. A Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, you don't you hear much. that very thank often anymore. Yeah. yeah, thank you. We're, we're, yes, in fact, we have a lot of people that we knew in our early years of being here from uh, when the kids were in some of the local schools that we were kind of commensurating about it. And it seems like a majority of the people that we knew are divorced, um, having lots of different problems and things like that. And we look at each other and we're like, wow, why, why are we so blessed? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we know it's because of him. Yes. Yeah, no, I know that. It, yes. it, but we, but we continually give thanks. They're like, and then we are, we have two wonderful sons. Um, my eldest is a freshman at Georgia Tech with a Air Force uh, scholarship, uh, doing uh, computer science, heavily involved with uh, RUF, which is a Reformed University Fellowship. Um, very heavily involved with that. He's going to come home and and help out with the youth group. Um, and then our younger son is a junior. And uh, but anyways, they're just both just have been the most wonderful sons uh, that we could ask for and uh, just very loving we're a very close family um, we continually have talked the two of us about how much he's blessed us um, and even in times of there's been times I, I don't know about you men I don't I don't know if women struggle with this as much but there's always this comparison thing you know you see other people you know, maybe being more successful or having a bigger house or a bigger or different car or fancy this or fancy that. But I know I can do that to myself sometimes. And, and, um, I'm blessed because I have a, a wife that whenever I talk to her about that, she's like, she's like, what do you, what do you, what are you worried about all that? You know, she's like, what we have each other, we have God, we have, you know, what more do we need? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do have a house. We, yes. We don't have the fanciest house. We've got cars. We don't have fancy cars, but who cares? What if we had all that stuff and we didn't love each other? We didn't. We didn't have God, or we were, you know, hated each other, or whatever. Um, My wife so has given would, me the "I love you" smirk across the table right now, Roger. So uh, I just wanted to let you know you're dead on. I think we just had this conversation the other night, didn't we? <laughs> Good. Well, that's yeah. I've I've talked to many other men at my church uh, with my men's group and some other things I'm involved with there and also my pastor um, my pastor Larry Kirk man I, I just I talk a lot about these kind of things with him and he shares the same kind of thing I mean he says even pastors go through that where they compare themselves to other pastors and think man you know if I could be like so and so which I man I mean my, my pastor I can't say enough good things about my pastor Larry Kirk he's just uh, such a servant of God and uh, just so solid, and then to hear that he even struggles with those kind of thoughts, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not as weird as I thought. <laughs> uh-huh. What's <laughs> so, the name of the church again, Roger? Just in case somebody's listening, that's in your area. Yeah, it's uh, it's Christ Community Church. Um, it's in Daytona Beach. It's just north of International Speedway on Williamson Boulevard. Um, we're right near the Speedway, actually, and uh, it's an evangelical free church. And uh, I'm actually an elder there, and I've been involved with the men's ministry for many years. It's really helped me a lot. Um, 
I'll tell you um, that the, the biggest thing that's helped me in the last many years has been involvement with my church, um, actually starting it in my men's group, uh, because we try to be very transparent. Um, we all know that we struggle, still struggle with sin, um, temptation, being mm-hmm. in the world, being influenced by those things, you know, all sorts of things, you know, lust and, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, you name it. I mean, you, you, you all know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the long list of things that can affect all of us. Well, that's that and, uh, the Bible is all about relationships. Exactly. And and that's been the biggest thing I think that's helped me with some of my struggles and in over either overcoming them or hoping to keep them at bay has been just that transparency and, and sharing with other men Absolutely. being open about about my issues, uh, not putting on a face and saying I'm perfect because I I am not. In fact, in fact, when, when my pastor Larry told me, I think it was like three years ago, he said, hey, and I guess my name had come up to be an elder many years ago, but I was traveling and I couldn't do it. But it came up again, and he's like, man, I, I, I think you really need to do this this time. And I was like, I told Larry, I said, Larry, I said, really? I said, you know my background. I said, you know my, you know my weakness and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel worthy. And, um, and he's like, that's exactly why we why we need you. <laughs> you. You do know what your weaknesses are, and you are aware of them, and you're working on them, and and you you are open and transparent about it. And uh, that's been really refreshing because I'm sure I don't know I I know there are other churches like that. I just I didn't have a lot of experience with other places like that, but um, I would hope there are a lot of places like that where you can just feel open and um and i definitely know that you know my foundation is in him because otherwise i'd feel like i was blowing in the wind mm-hmm. and aimless um he Amen gives me hope for the future and the assurances e- even through the storms i mean even though i told you the you know the stuff that happened in 1999 i had a couple of different job issues happen in the last 10 15 years um, I mean, I could go on a long time, but I'm not going to. But um, but he's been there with me. Um, there was just uh, real quick. I'll just finish with this. But um, there was one time five years ago, and I physically felt him put his hand on my shoulder, and he told me it was going to be okay. Was when I had been working for a company right here in Daytona, and I was working my way up. Actually, I was. I took a huge pay cut because I was. I had been out of work for a long time, took a huge pay cut. It's working this job that was making money I made probably when I first met my wife. And um, so I'm working, and then all of a sudden, like within a year, they realized, hey, he's got all this great experience as a project manager and IT background, and so they moved me up and I get promoted, and I kind of feel like I'm Joseph. You know, I got sprung from the prison. You know, mm-hmm. here I am. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm 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 working with the CEO and vice presidents and advising them and working on big projects and and it was like wow, God. I mean, you know, they give me an increase and all that, and I'm like, wow, you know, this is great. I'm moving up, and then I get laid off. Um, they, get, <laughs> they went through some financial turmoil, and and I and the CEO called me in. And I started to get a little upset because I was like, I've been here before. And I was almost like, why God? I mean, you brought me here. You know, you know what I, you know, I've got a wife and kids and all this kind of stuff, but 
I was about to get upset, and then, I mean, I, clear as day, and I and I still talk about it to this day. He put his hand on me, and I did hear him tell me. He said, "It'll be okay, Roger," and it was. And um, he brought me a job pretty quickly, not too long after that. I mean, in record time, and uh, everything's been <laughs> great overall. I mean, since then, I mean, <laughs> obviously, like we said, we're in the world, and uh, you know, we know we know things happen, but. Uh, um, everything happens for a reason, and uh, you know I can definitely look back on uh, all of my experiences and and draw on them and and draw strength, knowing that uh, you know my future my future is is known, and um, all of us who put our hope in him, we definitely know where we're going, um, and uh, that's that's it in a <laughs> uh-huh. thirty minute nutshell, I guess. So, well, when you went from you know to the the present job and the other one that you were doing can you see why the change was there oh absolutely um real quickly i i don't want to i don't want to talk too long but um one of the things that happened okay so i lost my job there um Three days later, I was on monster.com and I saw a posting for someone that had my experience and it ended up being at the uh, Seminole County Sheriff's Office um, in their IT department working on programming reports and some other kind of programming that I had done um, in prior jobs. And um, so I answered it and I didn't think much of it. Well, they called this, this recruiting company, called me like immediately and their first words out of their mouth were, oh my gosh, we've been trying to fill this for like a couple months. Here's a couple questions, you know, have you ever used drugs? I'm like, no, hmm. you know, I, I was a former military officer and, you know, I, I spent 12 years in the Army National Guard as a commissioned officer. Um, so I never touched any of that stuff. And, uh, and then they were like, well, have you ever, you know, had a felony, been in jail? I was like, no, I, you know, never. I got, I've got a clean record. And um, they were like, wow, we'll have to, we're going to put you in for a background check. Is there anything we should know about? I'm like, no, I'm clean. The background check should have taken a month. It took, it took a week. Hmm. And, um, when I, when I went in to start working with my boss, um, Mary, uh, she told me, she says, I don't think I've ever had the background check take that, take that short. And, um, and I knew who it was. (laughs) Uh In uh, In fact, in fact, one of the other ladies there that I worked with that was a believer, I shared that with her and she's like, yep, she said this was meant to be and it was great because uh, Sylvia and I sat in the same office together and she's a very strong, committed Christian and so we talked a lot about our faith and things and then um, and then real quickly, uh, so I was only there like eight or nine months, so I was contracting with them, so obviously a contract could come to an end mm-hmm. um, and round about the time when luckily my boss gave me like a long time. I mean, I think it was like summertime and she said, well, she said, I can have you through the end of the year. So you've got like six months. And I said, okay, well, thank you. I'll I'll just have to start considering something. Well, right around that time, um, a guy that I went to church with that I had worked with at the first company that uh, when I moved down here with, um, he, he goes to our church and I hadn't seen him in a while because I think he goes to a different uh, service. And I heard he had gotten laid off from that company and had found another job pretty quickly. And so I ran into this, uh, his name was Guy. And um, so I ran into Guy at church, like one Sunday I was driving in and he was walking up and saying, hey Guy, how you doing buddy, you know, you okay? He's like, yeah, I got a great job. And 
and he points to the building right next to our church, next to our parking lot, and he said, yeah, the, you know, the, so you're contracting right now, right? And I said, yeah, and he said, well, this company right here, um, APCO International, they're, uh, they're looking for someone, and I think it's pretty much what you've been doing, you know, for a long time, because he, he knew my background, he had technical experience like me, and I was like, really? And he said, yeah, he said, you should check it out. So I went home, I checked it out, I just sent my, I sent my, uh, sent my uh, resume into them and kind of gave them a salary range and everything. And I didn't think much of it, I just thought, oh, well, I'll just check it out. They called me the next day yeah. and the, the, this, the chief executive officer was like excited. He's like, he's like, where do you live? And I said, I live right here in, you know, Warman, Daytona. He's like, can you come in tomorrow? Like, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we we really want to talk to you. So, so I go in, and it was probably the longest interview I've had in my entire life—probably three hours. And um, I've had a lot of different companies that I've worked with, and I've done some consulting, and had a lot of different experiences. Thank thank you, Lord, that uh, have given me a lot of great um, experience. And so I went in there, uh, not knowing a lot about the job, other than I think I had some of the skills. Well, so my the lady here interviewed me, Susan, who's now my boss. Um, she basically went over my whole entire 20 something years of experience and really asked a lot of questions about everything. You know, what'd you like? What didn't you like? And what'd you do? And, um, so we got to the end of that. And at the end, she's like, okay, what questions do you have? And I was like, okay, can you tell me about the job? And she proceeded to tell me everything that I've done for the last 20 something years. And, I just sat there dumbfounded uh, because of the background I had. And it, it's a, it was a brand new position. It's at a company right next to my church. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, and I, and I left there and I called my wife and I was like, if, if this is not from God, I don't know. <laughs> That's how the father is. rolls. I mean, That's how he rolls. Exactly. And I, I left there and I, I just, uh, I told Rebecca, I said, I said, I don't want to jinx this, but it sounds very promising. They called me the next day. They offered me what I asked, um, and I've been there ever since. I'm, I'm about to celebrate. Uh, I'll be there four years as of July, and bar none, it's been the best company I've ever worked for. Um, it's a smaller company, but I, I feel like I'm able to make a great impact. And then obviously being right next to my church, I can walk over and mm -hmm. uh, like I did last day or two, I talked to my pastor. I don't go over all the time, but I mean, if he, he'll every once in a while he'll call me up and say, Hey Roger, why don't you come over? I want to catch up with you or, um, have elders meetings or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very easy, but, um, each, there's no coincidence there. There's no, you, you couldn't script it that way. There's just no way. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if anyone were to tell me, Oh yeah, that was just lucky. I mean, no. no, there there were too many things that came together that I know it it, it was not just some freak uh, event in the universe. It was definitely yeah. God. So. All the all the little details. <laughs> That's right. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So. And you and you had referred to uh, Joseph a little while back, and that's uh, right now. That's what I'm waiting for. Okay, for those all doors right. to open and. To actually exit the jail. Okay, are you a new job, or uh, do you mind if I ask? Or I, I, I know not. Calling. Okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. Trying to figure out the the next step. 
Okay. Can you interpret some dreams, Mikey? Uh, a little bit, yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, recently, well, I was in- recently um, I've been told, um, and, I, and, and actually I, I would say confirmed as well, um, I'm going to be going down a path as a seer. Okay, okay. You know what a seer is? I... No, can you tell me that? <laughs> uh, it's it's a prophet, but through visions. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. And excellent. Well, it is. To yeah, it is. <laughs> little little scary, maybe, but a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. You think about you know when I was told that the first thought I went to is all those prophets that I read about in the Bible, and it kind of <laughs> makes you think. I right. think my wife absolutely. is a seer. Because I can't get away with nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think my wife's in that same group. Because uh, and I'll tell you, anytime I have any kind of little guilt on my face or whatever, <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows when something's going on with our boys. And yeah, oh, you they, bet. The women's intuition, man. They God definitely built that into them very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something I wish I had sometimes, but uh, now unfortunately not. So. We but, need it um, so we can keep an eye on our kids. <laughs> yes, ab- well, I, absolutely. I believe it. I totally believe it. They're, they're, that's a gift that he's given you. But um, well, I was going to say, um, I was it your uh, was it your testimony where you talked about never having done anything with the radio? Is that right? Or yes. was it? Um, yes, that was me. that was that was that was amazing because I listened to you know, a couple of the podcasts and to hear that you really didn't. And I guess at the beginning you were kind of stuttering or what oh, you yeah. practicing or whatever. And now, man, you sound completely natural. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's, that's, that is awesome. That's definitely got to work there. It's so. funny, Roger. Cause I, the, the first time he shared that vision with me and uh, maybe we can get some coffee sometime and I'll, I'll catch you up on all that. But Sure. Uh, the way that happened was pretty cool how Mikey and I met and uh, we uh, he said he had a vision for radio and I said hmm that funny that's my background I said why don't you come over to the apartment we'll set up a couple of mics and we'll just practice so I did and I invited Mikey over and we sat at the table I said we're not recording or anything like that I said let's just talk to each other in the mic and he stuttered and hen-hawed and couldn't come up with any words and then on our first podcast we went 10 minutes straight talking and we just thought that was amazing that we recorded wow. 10 whole minutes yeah. of just the two of us and you said you listen yeah. and you said you listened to session four and we yeah. we thought that uh you know that was going to be like a a you know a couple minute thing and after we it was done it was 20 minutes and we looked at each other with our jaws wide yeah, open where did that come from where did that come wow. from wow that is that is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, God puts things in our hearts. I mean, uh, I've and that's the way I felt with this whole voiceover thing. Um, just a whole string of things that have happened in the last couple of years that kind of led me to want to get involved with it. And then even uh, I, you know, I'll share with you real quick. I don't want to I don't want to monopolize the conversation, but um, he's given me some encouragement in the last couple of weeks because I've heard on three different occasions from three separate people that don't know each other, they've just come right out of the blue and said, you sound like John Goodman. 
you know, the guy from Roseanne. Right. And, um, and I can, I can a little hear bit. that. I can hear that yeah. a little bit there, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on, you know, how I'm talking or whatever, and I can go deep or whatever. But um, actually, one of them uh, mentioned it uh, two, uh, two nights ago on a Skype for this uh, group that I'm part, part of. Uh, we've been having Skype meetings where we kind of discuss things. And um, to add further uh, cred to, to that uh, comment is uh, one of the ladies that was on there and mentioned it had actually worked with John Goodman on the Roseanne show. And so she had been around him yeah. and she, she was the one that said it. And I was like, Holy wow. Thank you. God. I'm That's like, how you get the in- burning bush validation right there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just been incredible. And, and then this whole group and then obviously meeting Trish and there's been, there's been a number of other Christians luckily that we've connected with in our group, which has been great. Um, that I, I definitely know are firm believers, which has been really neat. And then hoping to use that as a springboard to minister to some of the others that are in our group and, um, you know, just to anyone, obviously. So, Well, if you don't mind, Roger, uh, I'm going to call you offline in a couple of days and, and get some more information. Okay. And I really, uh, I don't, I don't see this as any coincidence, and uh, okay. Trish and I work together on voiceovers and Fiverr and all kinds of different groups that we do, and uh, I, I just want to be involved in your Skype conversations and anything I can do for you. I have a fully uh, stock studio here. If you ever want to come up and do a demo, you you could do that. Excellent. Yeah, and where you're not that far away, so. Are you guys in, uh, where are you guys at? Are you in Claremont, or where, or where, where are you at? Yeah, we're in Claremont. Okay. Um, interesting story. Uh, r- real quick, I'll, I'll just again. I don't want to. I don't want to belabor, but I actually have a, a fraternity brother of mine that's in uh, the, the um, facility, the, the prison facility there. For he was a lawyer, and um, I'm trying to minister to him. Um, he's in there for at least another eight years. Oh wow! Um, he had embezzled some money, but um, I've been trying to go and visit him. Uh, I was down there, I think, back in January, and I'm trying to encourage him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's in a good place, but I'm obviously trying to minister to him as well. But no, that's great. That that would be man. I could definitely kill two birds with one stone. It would be great to come down yeah. and see you guys. And well, that's and awesome. Visit. We're not and, scared to uh, drink some coffee and okay, you know, talk about stuff. And, and it'll just be yeah. great, man. It, awesome. So I'll, man, I'll I'll make sure we I have would, each other's contact information out, offline, and ab- we'll get together, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we are it, check out check out our site because we are having a meeting down in Orlando um, on Saturday. Um, I don't know what your plans are. I, I know Trish is going to try to make it, but uh, she can't because of uh, I know some other commitments and stuff. So, um, but if you want to, if you can make it there, great. It's going to be down there, like Universal in that area. So, um, all the information's on the uh, on that Flavor uh, website or on the uh, Facebook, I should say. So. Um, you can ask Trish about it and everything. So, is there an actual great. website, Roger, or just the Facebook? Sorry, it's not a website. It's a yeah. It's just a Facebook. Okay. But, um, uh, yeah. In fact, uh, Trish is on it. So, if you want, uh, just ask her or just type in, like I said, flavor. You know, Florida area voiceover resources, um, and then you can just uh, put click on there that you want to join, and I'll definitely. Uh, you know, I have no problem. I'll, we'll add anybody. I mean. It is a closed group, but um, we we pretty much add anybody that that wants to get on. So, well, I just sent you a request. It's on its way. 
Excellent. I will make sure I add you. Oh, I see <laughs> Melissa Brack is part of that, and uh, Suzanne. L yeah. Oh, wow. You know, you know Melissa. I know oh, all yeah. of them. Yeah, she, we, we she work has with a Melissa testimony too. With us. Yeah, she has a testimony. I'm not sure what right. what testimony yeah, in fact, it is. Um, yeah, yeah, it's funny to, to tie her in as well because her and I were chatting uh, yesterday, and man, she is such a blessing. Oh, no, isn't she though? She's taking the bull by the horns and um, offering to help out with a whole lot of different things with uh, scheduling and things like that. Um, so. She, uh, yeah. It and great, great Suzanne Lynn, lady. I see that from Z eighty eight, and uh, she also has a testimony on here on with God Stories Radio as well. Man, yes, she, she has does. been such a blessing yeah. to us. Yeah, she. Uh, it's neat because uh, we actually traded. Um, I, I think we've traded a few texts there. There, we, we, you know, we're looking forward to. We haven't met each other face to face, but um, I think I shared with her. I said, yeah, "Good to have more believers on here." And, she said, "Oh yeah, you know, great. I'm I'm looking forward to it." Um, yeah, there's there's a few down in like the Tampa um, area as well uh, that I've met that are that are in our group that are also um, a, a couple that I know that are believers as well. So, um, so yeah, no, great. I, I I see your request. I think I added you. And um, okay, I see your friend request as well. I'll make sure I add you as well for that. So, um, man. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. Yes, sir. I tell you, <laughs> that's when you know it's the Father because it it's it, it it seems to always happen too quick for your mortal mind to put together. You know, he's a he's oh a, yeah, he's a suddenly God. And I think a lot of times I've told Mikey, I said part of the reason I think he makes us wait is because if he were to bless us at the speed that he when he decides to move, it's on. And that sometimes it, yeah. we probably couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. So I think he's got to prepare us for those blessings. Well, and I always like to use the analogy. Um, I, I've used this a lot with my men's group. You know, we've been talking about different periods in our life. And, uh, you know, when it's like, especially, you know, you're talking about waiting on the next step, um, you know, as far as, you know, what's going to come next or uh, a job or whatever. And that, and that was you, right, Mike? You said you're kind of waiting on the the calling for the seer, or yes. Um, so, 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 what I always like to say is, if if God gave us everything we wanted, we probably would just say, "Oh, I don't need you." Um, you know, yeah. we, we we would we would be self sufficient, or we would think we we're self sufficient, or not. Yeah. And uh, if He just gave me. Um, instant success and voiceover and he gave me a huge house and fancy cars and whatever, you know, trips overseas or whatever I can think of, then I would be like, okay, well, you know, hey, I can do this all on my own. And um, I think I think he, he obviously wants us to rely on him. And, um, oh, absolutely. I to, but I think, I I think if he let me know, I think if he let me know what he is presently bringing out bringing forth uh years ago a few years ago i probably would have ran the other way <laughs> yeah exactly i'd have been absolutely. chasing you mikey <laughs> there's no doubt about it absolutely absolutely well so, roger your session so I, 94 does that does that uh number number mean anything to you a lot of times when we have testimonies the number testimony that they are you, usually has a significant meaning you know what 
1994 was the year I got married. And uh, that's that was the that time that I just told you about. Uh, that is <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is amazing. So, we always ask yeah. because always somebody oh. like has a you know it might not be the two numbers or it might be the two numbers added together means something you know. So that yeah. is so neat. Wow. Absolutely. That's that's a pivotal year. Um, I, I even posted a picture earlier today of my family. I see um, that. I'm uh, on your wall yeah. right now, and it, I yeah, see your family. That, that, it's a good-looking group. That's my – thank you. That's my wife and my two sons. I'm, oh. I just love them so much. And um, I just – every once in a while, I'll post the mushy stuff and <laughs> say how, how much God blessed us, you know, the, that I had my wife and, you know, that she bore me these two wonderful, beautiful sons, and mm. I just – I thank God daily for and just her, just her love and, oh, and everything. Bet. So you bet, yeah, fantastic. Ah, man, what a blessing! Thank you so much for coming on, Roger. Yes, thank you very much, Roger. Thank, thank you all for having me. I mean, this has been a blessing, and and hoping, hoping to bless somebody else or other people. You know, um, you know, by my little story, but um, I know listening to other people's always inspires me. Uh, you know, listening to uh, to yours, Mike. You know about the talking and and uh, mm-hmm. wanting to get into radio. And yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go out. I got a lot of catching up to do now to <laughs> but to go out and listen to all the other ninety something. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And I will, I will, I promise. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh man, right, I just Roger. look forward to the future and uh, what this relationship. Uh, going forward is going to mean for both of us. I'm really excited always to meet new people in Christ and especially people that are in the industry. And this is Absolutely. no mistake. I'm I'm pretty fired up no. about it. How about you, Mikey? Fired up. I just Absolutely. I just love doing this. Oh man, we want to do it full time so bad, Roger. We really, really do. Hey, me too, man. So let's all let's all pray each other up, and that we can uh, we can get there. So that'd be awesome. Wow. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, listen, if you want to contact us, if you want to uh, more information on Roger, just contact us at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. Okay. okay. Or, or uh, they, what, what else can they do, Mikey? They can tweet us. They can tweet us at twitter.com okay. okay. slash GodStoriesRadio and uh, facebook.com slash GodStoriesRadio. Like us, and uh, we'll do a shout-out before each show and... We follow just, us on iHeart. Follow us on iHeartRadio. We just uh, love to see the people that are listening all the time on iHeart. What a, what a great venue, Mikey, that that has been for us. And Father, open that up, and it's still oh open my for, gosh, oh yes. my goodness. Oh, what an, just amazing. People all over the world. And uh, don't forget about uh, WGSR.net. That is streaming twenty four seven. Twenty four hours a day, you can get your fix, your Mikey fix. Uh, you're laying in bed at four in the morning, and you're going, "Man, I really miss Mikey." <laughs> you can tune in wgsr.net. It's always running, always there, always bringing hope and encouragement. Twenty four hours a day. In fact, uh, we have a lot of countries, Mikey, that listen. You know, while we're sleeping, you know, WGSR is ministering overseas. You know, when we're in bed. So that's I, cool. I, I just, I just praise God for that. Absolutely. What a great meeting. So, well, that about wraps it up for session ninety four. Roger, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, we look forward to chatting offline and uh, hooking Absolutely. up here soon. Thank, thank you very much. It, it's been a blessing for me. 
it's been a blessing for us oh, you and betcha. hopefully for others out there. You betcha. As Mikey always says, there's some ones that needed to hear that. Yes. All right. Well, that wraps it up for session 94. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. God bless. God bless. God bless.